everything technology from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, g'day, g'day. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Your Tech Life, the name of the show. Happy to have your company here on well, late in January, aren't we? So the year is slipping by, but don't worry. We'll be here all year. Um, thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology, and of course, Alcatel and their range of smartphones. We'll tell you all about them later. Uh, we are going to talk smartphones a fair bit today. Uh, Samsung have uh, explained themselves and their 2016 woes, and I'm pretty sure they're hoping, to beyond all hope, um, that those woes are behind them. We'll, I'll run you through that all very shortly. Plus, we'll talk about the new Oppo R9s, um, which is just making that noise in the background. That is exactly the phone that literally made a noise when I talked about it. How funny is that? Let me learn how to put that on silent right now. Um, great little phone. I'll tell you about that shortly. I want to talk to you about VPN dangers on Android. I want to talk about uh, cyberbullying and, and Norton's recent research in that space. And we'll take your calls on anything from... Uh, well, we've got a couple of calls on the line talking about Christmas present dramas, among other things. All of that ahead on Your Tech Life. Thanks for listening. And uh, if, as ever, if you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, you absolutely um, don't need to hesitate. Just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. I'll get your email. I will grab it. I'll read it. I will call you. We'll get you on the show, and we'll try and help you out as best we can uh, here on Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. Let's get cracking. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say, but Big day for Samsung yesterday, like huge. DJ Co, their um, their their boss of mobile products. He's got a proper title, but let's just call it that. You know, came straight out yesterday at a press conference in South Korea, uh, midday our time uh, in Sydney, Australia, and said, "Look, straight from the start, I deeply apologise to all our customers, carriers, retail, and distribution partners." Now, this relates to the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven. This phone, <laughs> what a what a story. Um, it was launched to the market August 19. It was announced uh, August the 2nd, I think, in New York. Um, August 19, it went on sale. A couple of weeks later, they started catching fire, and it was clearly more than just a small problem. Uh, we were in Berlin at the time. Uh, Samsung executives there uh, briefed the media. Um, they looked very much like they were handling things very well. Uh, they undertook a, a voluntary recall of the products. The, the products were stopped from sale and um, executives flew home to handle that. And then a couple of, maybe a week later, they started shipping them again. And then it all went downhill further. 
as if you couldn't have gone further downhill, it went further because the second batch of phones also had reports of fire. Now, when I say fire, I don't mean houses burning down. I mean, these things got so hot, they melted, smoke came and all those different things. In any one's explanation, it would be fire. But let's be clear, they weren't exploding in in um, in bomb-like format. So a very, very different style of of issue to, to some many people kind of have in their mind. And even that picture of a Jeep that was on fire, that I believe that was that was denied and it wasn't in fact caused by the phone. So just remember, be careful what you believe. Anyway, big dramas. These things were melting in people's pockets and causing harm in many ways. Um, since then, Samsung uh, Galaxy Note 7s have been mentioned on every flight around the world. Every flight. So don't bring them on the on the plane. Very bad publicity for Samsung. Uh, in the months since, they have been undertaking research and investigations into it. And to be clear, they they were very clear on the numbers. They said there were three million devices sold and activated. Ninety six percent of them have been returned, which means there's still one hundred twenty thousand out there somewhere. Now, what they did was they did their own tests and they tested hundreds of thousands of devices and 30,000 batteries. They checked whether the fast charging feature on or off caused more or less faults. They checked whether wireless or wired charging caused more or less faults. They tested a range of voltages. They tested um, without the back cover on. They tested the iris scanner, which was a new feature. Uh, They tested the USB Type-C port, which was a new feature. All of these tests resulted... None of these tests, I should say, resulted in an abnormality or repeat of the incidents. So what they determined was, having spent some time researching 200,000 phones and 30,000 batteries, that the rate of failure in the batteries was as high outside of the phones as it was in the phones. Therefore, the phone itself was not at fault. So that then came down to an investigation into the batteries. So they had external companies investigate the same thing. And those companies found that in the first batch of batteries, there was a fault. Now, if you can imagine, you remember, you've probably done it. Drop a bar of soap in the shower. It dints. That's what the X-ray of these batteries look like. One corner of it was basically bent over. And that caused a short circuit inside some of them and therefore the problem. So Samsung recalled it. They found a new battery manufacturer. They x-rayed the new batteries for the same problem, and there was no such problem. They shipped them. The problem was there was another issue. With the second set of batteries from manufacturer B, a completely separate and unrelated fault in the way that the positive, um, uh, I guess, receptor was welded to the battery, uh, was faulty. And that was causing the abnormalities in the second set of batteries. A new and distinctly different issue, they say. Now, in all circumstances, the battery protection circuitry, and this was a third party saying this, within the phone exceeded the expectations of a modern device. But unfortunately, the batteries were just imploding. So basically, the battery manufacturers were at fault. Now, I believe Samsung may own one or more of the battery manufacturers, but the device team was not at fault. But here's the great thing, an absolute round of applause for Samsung on this. They stood up, DJ Co. stood up and said, we provided the target for the battery specifications. 
they are taking responsibility for their failure to ultimately identify and verify issues arising out of the battery designs and manufacturing process. Now, cut a long story short, they designed a phone and they designed a space for the battery and they said they wanted the battery to be so big, so much power in it. And the manufacturers did their best to meet that standard, but it was dangerous and it caused the problem. So Samsung takes it as their fault, they're bad, and they'll learn from that. And they've installed x-rays at assembly, uh, manufacturer, you name it, they have installed um, eight-step process to ensure that there will not be a repeat of this problem. Can they be sure? I don't don't know, 100%. Can any manufacturer say, hand on heart, it won't happen to them? Absolutely not. But I think Samsung have done the right thing. They haven't received any flack that I've seen from these third-party investigations. Um, it seemed extremely thorough to me. And I think it's absolutely what Samsung needed to do. The problem for them is, rumours are they're not going to be at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. They, um, they're going to announce their next phone, the S8, in March and make it available in April. In March, April's the same time as the S7 was always on previous devices. And um, March is a bit later for them on the announcement. But what they'll do is they'll do it separately, away from all the other companies so they can control everything about it. They will still get the questions. (laughs) I will still get the questions. Every time I'm interviewed about Samsung, I get this question. So how do they move on? And that's what I'm interested in now. How do they move on? When will the airlines stop talking about it? When can Samsung announce a new phone? When can they sell a new phone? And how do we stop the idiot YouTubers from burning phones just for view counts? So, yeah, an interesting one for Samsung, but I think they've done the right thing thus far. And we wish them the best for the future because we don't need Samsung going broke, but we do enjoy a bit of competition in the market. Interesting times. Value your thoughts. Go to the uh, the Twitters at Trevor Long is where you'll find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long or on the website, eftm.com.au. Questions about technology, problems with technology, you know how to get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Victor. G'day, mate. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Oh, mate, I've, uh, I bought one of the G robot uh, thingies from uh, I, uh, Apple with the, for Christmas, and uh, I've had nothing but problems with it. The Gmoo? The Gmoo. I love that thing. It was so good. What, uh, what, would, what happened to it when you opened it out of the box and uh, started building it? Well, we actually, uh, everything was great as far as uh, building it. The young fella got it stuck into it, and yeah, no, it looked perfect. Uh, put the battery on charge. Got through it all. The instructions were great. Everything was good as as we expected. But uh, went to fire it up, and the the battery was just flashing red and green, and just wasn't holding the charge. So when was we, this? Uh, this was just at Christmas time. Oh, so this was just after Christmas. Uh, you know, like a couple of days after Christmas, twenty eighth, something like that. Yep, yep. So yeah, got on, uh, did all the searches, tried to find out what it was. Found a um, a post after a bit of a while that said that it was uh, not holding the charge and take the, move the battery, put it back in, and then, uh, you know, see if it should hold the charge. And mm. again, it didn't. Yeah, so then went through the process of trying to uh, deal with their support. And then uh, back to Apple. Apple had been great. 
through this, I should say. Yeah. Apple been excellent. They just replaced it, uh, went home, but this time we were a bit smarter, so we fired the battery up. Yeah, it didn't, didn't build the whole bloody thing. <laughs> no, we didn't, didn't build the whole thing again. So, um, and then once again, same problem. So, uh, yeah, back to Apple. Uh, all through this, I've been trying to get support calls from the Jimu guys and, uh, and just, uh, like send emails after email and it was Christmas so hey they'll probably have a break I get that yep, but yep. Uh, yeah no n- nothing and then eventually uh, just before I was about to get a refund from Apple I uh, got a, an email saying they were going to send me a, send me a replacement battery Right. and uh, well since then I think I've had five emails saying please tell me when you're going to send me the battery just tell me you know a date give me an idea so I can sort of know what's going on mm. Yeah, nothing. Just uh, really? support, Cuckoo. support's been not good. So. Wow. So Apple, fantastic. You take it in, they, they swap it over. Um, they'd probably happily do the uh, refund too, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. No, when I went back with the second one, as they then went into the stock that they had there and we tested about three mm. and they were all doing the same thing. So they were like, well, obviously they're doing this as a third party, so there's a limit that they can yeah, sure. do. but. They did actually uh, say, well, no problems. You know, obviously there's an issue we need to look into. Uh, we'll give you a refund. I guess the problem was at the time um, I'd bought the add-on kit as well. And, right. Um, yeah, I didn't have that with me. So, uh, uh, you know, had to go back home yeah. to get that. And Which Apple store are you dealing with, by the way? Uh, Rabina. Apple store at Rabina. Okay, so here's the thing, yeah, they, and, and Victor, really you emailed me uh, during, you know, uh, straight after Christmas almost. I've been obviously in Las Vegas doing CES, and the reason I wanted to talk to you is because, mate, you're not the only one who has contacted me about this. Um, regular oh, listener, Lob, Rob, down in, in Canberra had the, or in Goulburn, had the same problem, and at the Apple store in Canberra, same thing. They checked them all, and they were all not working. So yeah. I wanted to reach out to you to find out what had happened. So obviously now you're just in... Um, you know, you, you're theoretically waiting for UbiTech to come back to you on the replacement battery, but it doesn't sound good for a batch of these things that were delivered to Australia, does it? doesn't sound good at all. And in fact, um, I've sent about three emails to UbiTech in the last week hmm. um, to I got one response saying, oh, we'll look into this for you, and then nothing. And yesterday, I actually sent them an email saying, hey, guys, this is it. I can't wait anymore. I'm going to take this back to Apple for a refund if you don't give me a response, which I mm. now it's it's overseas, so I'll give them a couple of days. But yep. yeah, not good. But it's such a pity because it's such a great it's product. Mate. Well, I just I mean, I, and I up. said this to to Rob, the the other guy who reached out to me about it. I said, listen, it's just so good. I really want you to have it working because it's it is such great fun. I said to my son the other day because we've still got ours. Um, I said, do you want to rip it apart and build a new one? He said, oh, I probably will now. I might play with the penguin a bit more and then move on. But, but you know, it's just so good that that. It's, a, it's really disappointing, this kind of thing. So what I've done, just so you know, Victor, and I've got your details, but I've reached out to UB Tech's uh, PR representatives here in Australia and said, listen, we need to talk about this. Um, so hopefully in the next 24 hours, I'll hear back from them. Um, obviously, this is going to go on the podcast, so this will be public now. Uh, I'm going to write about it on the website because, frankly, um, if it's a bigger problem than just a couple of people, which it clearly is, um, they need to get those batteries shipped uh, pronto. I mean, it's not a Samsung battery problem. It's a, it's not as dangerous as that. But I'm sure you'd be happy with a replacement battery. But time is of the essence. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was ready to get a refund, but once they said, uh, you know, they'll send me a battery, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a fair deal. I've got no issues with that. Yeah. And uh, 
get the product, we'll all be happy. But yeah, it's just been a bit of a journey. So, how old's your son, mate? Uh, he's ten. He's a Lego fiend. He loves it, and he's mm. done a. So this seems to be the natural progression. He's doing a bit of the Swift playground Great. coding thing, which is a, a ripper. So um, yeah, it just did seem to make sense that this was a really good progression, and uh, yeah, build it. The, like the instructions, the whole thing looked, it went together great, yeah. but just, uh, yeah, don't go. So. All right, well, leave it with me, and I will keep in touch, let you know what we hear from uh, UbiTech, who make the Jimu uh, robot uh, that's being sold at Apple stores, and also JB Hi-Fi. But interesting, the kits that we've heard about are all sold at Apple stores because they do sell them uh, a separate style of kit at Apple stores. All right, Victor, good on you, mate. Thank you for taking my call, and we'll, um, we'll keep in, in touch and see what happens with it. Cheers, mate. Thanks for your effort. Cheers. Good on you, mate. And uh, if you've heard, if you've bought one of these over Christmas, obviously I did it on the Today Show. I showed it a fair bit on the radio and different things. So if you um, if you like Victor and you bought one uh, during Christmas at any point, uh, I'd love to hear from you uh, on uh, the website eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation and GPS and the new and latest Garmin Drive Series are in the market You think GPS devices are a thing of the past? Well, think again. The Garmin Drive family represents industry-leading driver alerts, live services that bring you the freshest content and helpful features that you'll find uses for every day. Whether you're heading to the grocery store or just going on a road trip or hunting for an open parking spot, the future is on your Garmin. Just look ahead and drive. To To encourage safer driving and increase situational awareness, the Garmin Drive product lineup features helpful driver alerts such as sharp curve warnings and school zone alerts. A whole bunch of great features. The Garmin Drive, Garmin Drive Smart, Garmin Drive Assist, and Garmin Drive Lux range of uh, smart GPS products are in the market now. They uh, slim line, huge screens, beautiful products, and you can check them all out at garmin.com.au. Now, I don't know if you saw this, uh, I put up, I think, yesterday on uh, EFTM.com.au, research from the CSIRO, and they have a unit called the Data 61 unit. Sounds all pretty crazy. Um, they've, they've done some research into VPN apps on Android phones. Now, VPNs are virtual private networks. They're a way of, well, basically creating a second path from your phone or device to the destination and and bypassing um, either your local area and creating a secure link, which can either be for security reasons or for mocking or pretending to be in a different place. Now, they looked at 283 Android-based VPN apps, okay, 283. 38% revealed some form of malware or malvertising presence, 38%. Um, but forget the shonky ads, right? 84% of the apps leak your traffic. And get this, 18% of the apps don't even encrypt any network traffic. It's not really doing a great job as a VPN. 80% of the apps uh, tested requested access to sensitive data like your accounts and text messages, uh, you know, user accounts on your device, and neither of those things are required to run a a VPN. So would everyone be worried? No, because less than 1% of users had any security or privacy concern about them. Unbelievable. And this is why Android is a bit of a risk. Um, There's some great apps out there, I'm sure, but there's also a bunch that are absolutely terrible, and you need to be very careful about what you uh, install on an Android phone, I have to be honest with you. Um, 
So just keep take it easy if you're using a VPN. And um, someone said to me, oh, I'm using one. It doesn't cost you anything, and it's not that great. I'm like, well, there's your problem. You've got to pay for these things. Um, anyway, interested to know what you think. Have you tried Android VPNs? Have you seen someone using them? Let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. So on Friday, Oppo announced the R9S smartphone. Now, this guy is $598, um, has, oh, geez, I have to look it up now, 5.5-inch screen. Um, might be 5.7. I'm going to say 5.5. I'll look it up. Uh, and available on Virgin and Vodafone $40 plans. I think Vodafone might be 5 bucks up front, but after that, um, no costs um, coming your way. So $40 a month is, is the, the cost for the um, the plan, and then you get the phone as a part of that deal. Think about the R9S, you know, it's got a reasonably good battery, um, 3,000 milliamp hour, 64 gig of storage on board, SD card slot, and as I said, you know, you'll find it at uh, JB Hi-Fi, Optus, Woolworths Mobile, and of course with Virgin and Vodafone. Um, I think it's a great looking thing. Uh, they're taking pre-orders now, and uh, it'll be available on January 30. And I've got one in my hand. It's Really nice. Now, I'll be very clear. It's very familiar. It looks like an iPhone. Um, and a lot like an iPhone. They've created a, a new antenna design, which apparently is good for Wi-Fi and stuff. The screen does stick out. Um, it's not as rounded on the edge. It feels very light. 16 megapixel front and back camera. Um, I mean, they've gone out, all out on this thing. Really. All out. And um, I think what's interesting about that is you know, the cost of this device, I'm just going to smile for a photo. Hi. Um, idiot. <laughs> the cost is great. It feels premium. Um, it looks premium. It runs fast. I think Oppo are doing a great job among uh, a field of many who are doing the same uh, tremendous job just to try and steal market share from Apple and Samsung. And good luck to them if they, if they do. Um, Oppo also in the box always have this plastic cover. So you've got a clear plastic cover. So if you've got a black device or a gold device, people can still see the device. Um, and that comes out of the box. You've got protection for the phone, which is really, really cool. And also comes with a screen protector kind of stuck on. So there's a lot of good things about this phone. I really, really like, and I think they'll do pretty well with it. Uh, the Oppo R9S is available now in, uh, in those stores, JB Hi-Fi, uh, Woolworths, Optus, um, and of course on plans with Virgin and Vodafone. Love your thoughts. If you've got an Oppo, um, what do you think of it? How's it gone for you? Anything you don't like? Anything you do like? Let me know. Go to the website eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, doesn't matter what it is. Get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Christina. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Good. What can I do for you? I just wanted to tell you that I bought a Ring Pro doorbell. Ring um, Pro? I had been wanting one, and you had been talking about them, and so I bought one because mm -hmm. uh, I bought the standard version for my sister right? Um, because she didn't have access to hard hard wiring and uh, was works beautifully. Yeah, what's the, difference? The, uh, what's the difference between the Pro and the standard? I don't remember seeing. Is it the, the Chime the is a Pro, Pro? The Pro is 180 instead of 720 resolution. Although when I look at hers and I look at mine, there's really, it's hard to tell the difference. Where'd you get it from? Um, I bought it from the only place that had them at the time, industtech.com.au, a Melbourne, Melbourne company. 
And um, anyway, I've been in touch with Ring because the Pro is more demanding of upload speed. Right. And I'm really having, you know, a little bit disappointed with it because we don't have big upload speeds here much unless you have NBN. And of course, my sister does have NBN and hers works beautifully. And so they are going to look at exchanging it for me for the standard version because I only get one Mbps upload. Yeah. And uh, the girl down there assures me that the standard will work okay with the one. But I just sort of felt that people were looking at these things, and I do research everything before I buy yeah. it, yeah. but I missed that little specification and was quite disappointed because, you know, usually I don't get any video. If the doorbell rings, um, you know, uh, by the t- there's such a lag in it because yeah. of the upload. I've tried various extender and, and what have you, but uh, I just wanted to say that, that people need to be aware that... Um, their upload speed is very important. Well, look, I would say a couple of things to you, Christina. Firstly, I'd never heard of the Ring Pro, ever. And I don't think, I've got to be honest, I don't even think they sell them anymore. I think that company that you got it off, maybe, I don't know, they're importing them separately. I don't know. know. But certainly JB Hi-Fi isn't selling the Pro. Uh, The Ring website doesn't have the Pro. Um, I've never seen the Pro. the Ring. The Ring website does have the pro. That's where I first saw it. It's possibly um, not on the Australian website, so maybe uh, no, yeah, I'm being no, directed no. to the no, Australian not on one. Yeah, the Australian website. But anyway, as I say, they are um, going to you know. And it's interesting to me because I've today. got look, I've got cable internet, which is great for 100 meg down, but I've still only got one or two upload, a like very really? very poor upload. Yeah. Uh, the MBN's where you get the good upload speeds. Yes, my um, sister gets twenty odd both upload and yeah, download. Yeah, so that's a that's a nice connection. And uh, you know what? I have to tell you that it works beautifully. Anybody yeah. who has NBN because she answered the doorbell um, for her daughter who was at the front door, and she was talking to her daughter and her grand her granddaughter. Next thing, there was a voice on a male voice on the phone, and she couldn't work it out until briefly her husband, who's in hospital, had also answered it from his phone. Oh, so the, so I didn't know that. So two people could answer at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so good they to were know. all having this conversation, and he was over at. Kennedy Hills and she was at home. At That'd Windsor probably drive and, um, the uh, the internet even worse, to be honest. In your situation, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to. I just didn't want to have to pull it down. Yeah. You know, whatever, every six months and recharge it. But I've had to pull it down that many times anyway because it drops off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, you know. Anyway, well, I, I, let I me just, tell you quickly my experience with the Ring, which I've been very positive about it. But in my own personal situation, it hasn't been great because of my Wi-Fi network at the front door. Yep. And I've literally yeah. just installed uh, a new network and I have never had such reliability with the ring. I'm getting uh, notifications immediately. I'm, I'm able to have the conversations. It's so much better now yeah. that I've got good Wi-Fi at the door. And I don't so think that's, that's not about speed. That's not about speed. Well, that's about the, wi- yeah. the, the quality of the Wi-Fi. Because you've got to remember, if your upload speed is one meg at the router, then by the time you've gone... No, no. Oh, okay, right. Just below, just below yeah. one meg. Yeah, and you know, door, you know, that's that's probably what I'm I'm able to get now over there, which yeah. is which is fine. But yeah. it was just a really choppy connection beforehand. So, well, I will wait. Mm. I'll see if I, I'll exchange it. I, we're not getting NBN at least until the second half of the year, and. Uh, yeah, I'll look, know, I'd exchange it. You know, the the, yeah. the only difference is the resolution, and and I don't really think that's, that's right. a massive issue in the general scheme of what you use these things for. No, I don't think it is a problem. The only, and you asked me what the difference. The only other difference is in the in the pro. 
if you have good upload, you can get live view, which means any time you can hit your phone and see your front door. Right, okay. So if you get if you get any kind of... I always get the motion at your front door. They come through and they come through on my Apple Watch as mm, well. Mm. But I always know that, that there's something happening at the front door. But mm. yeah, I haven't really had much of a chance to try it out. But there's a big lag and I do know it's coming from that. Well, that hopefully they... Uh, hopefully the standard version is is a is a good solution for you in the long run. Yeah, I hope so. But anyway, I just want no, to put my you. two bobs worth in. So good to um, know. Good feedback to have. Thank you for letting me know. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks Bye. so much. And uh, if you've got a question about technology, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. And we do it thanks to the good people at Alcatel. The range of smartphones for every single person is available at their website. Just search Alcatel Australia. And you'll find things like the Pop 3, uh, the Pixie, and the Idol, as well as the Go Play. There are a huge range of these phones. And trust me, in 2017, they're just going to get better. Um, they look great. They perform well. Something like the Go Play is just $299, and it's shockproof, dustproof, and waterproof. That's uh, a great device and uh, should be something you consider when you're looking for a phone for yourself or your kids. Uh, Alcatel have a range to suit you. And they're all on their website. And you find Alcatel phones at service stations, at Australia Post outlets, at Big W, and in some of the telcos too. Uh, Alcatel, with their uh, range of smartphones available now. Check them out at Alcatel and uh, just search for Alcatel in Australia. Just finally, um, I got some. I got a release this morning from Norton um, with their Cybersecurity Insights Report, Family Edition which has found that 54% of Australian parents believe their children are more likely to be bullied online instead of the playground. Now, this research also found that parents worry their children may disclose too much personal information online, 58%, and do something online that may jeopardise a future job or university prospect. 50% of people think that. Um, it's it's a tough one. It's a really, really tough space. Um, chief concerns um, were from parents that their children might download malicious viruses. 60% thought that disclosed too much personal information. I told you that 58% be lured to meeting a stranger in the physical world. 50%. Um, and you know, that's, that's really tough. That's really, really tough. Uh, the family edition report from uh, Norton cybersecurity shows that Australian parents are starting to recognize how damaging cyberbullying can be for children and are putting in place preventative measures, which is great. For example, 38% of parents choose to check their child's browsing history. 36% only allow access to certain websites. 35% only allow access with parental supervision. And 37% review and approve all apps before they're downloaded. 37% enable internet access only in household common common areas. And 31% limit information they post about their children in social profiles. And 26% set parental controls through home routers. There is a lot of um of good going on there but a long way to go um and there's some some good information from norton here which is obviously getting us ready for back to school where unfortunately kids can be assholes uh and there can be bullies in the playground uh and those bullies can be online as well so it doesn't make it easy but hopefully um parents become more and more um informed and educated and less um I guess, frightened of the online world and are able to have those conversations with their kids. Uh, don't, know, don't know about you, but it's certainly not easy uh, for any parent. Uh, I'll put details of the Norton Cybersecurity Insights Report up on the website, eftm.com.au. 
Well, that's a wrap for episode 356. Thanks to Nor- uh, Garmin and uh, Alcatel. Uh, be, back, be back again with Stephen Fennick later in the week with Two Blokes Talking Tech. And, of course, you can hear me every single weeknight on uh, Talking Lifestyle here in Sydney. Um, if you are around the country, uh, there's a bunch of radio stations I'll put up on the website. KOFM Newcastle, 2GO Gosford, uh, Magic in Melbourne, uh, Triple M Cairns, Triple M across Western Australia. I'll be on 4BC every um, Tuesday afternoon from 430 Uh, 6PR Perth for uh, half an hour taking your calls from 2 o'clock and then uh, Sunshine Coast in Queensland on Zinc uh, at about 5.15. So um, as well as overnight, a whole bunch of places, you'll hear me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This is, well, that was uh, Trevor Long on Your Tech Life. My phone is ringing. That means it's time to go. Thanks for downloading. Talk to you again next week on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.